0: It's because you've got to take care of the good people you have to recognize the good people and you have to take care of them hospitality is key in any business so it's the same thing of like how are you treating your customers that they remember you
1: how do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that the top agents in our industry hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's real estate environment? That's the question, and this podcast is the answer. I'm Pat Hyman, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars.
2: Okay, Real Estate Rockstars, I am here today with Tara Carter. And uh, Tara, thanks so much for joining us.
0: Well, thanks for having me.
2: And uh I, I met Tara a couple of times, but I had Tara come on our webinar that we do for our uh our our agents and uh and our region and did it together with with Tristan and Lab Coats, and you were so phenomenal that I immedi- I knew immediately we had to get you out to the folks that listen to real estate rock stars.
0: Well, I'm excited because real estate rock stars is an awesome podcast. So I'm super happy to be here. And Lab Code agents and Tristan are amazing too. So it was nice to meet you.
2: That's great. So getting right after it, first of all, tell us about, you know, how, how large is your business? How long have you been in the business? What area are you in? So just give us a little bit of a, a, of a background.
0: Uh, well, obviously, my name is Tara Carter, and I am a third generation realtor. I've only been in the business for now about going to my fifth year. And I am in business with my family as well. They have been in the business for over 30 years. And we are uh, a small team. I've actually built my own team within the team. And I did 30 million last year and never paid for a lead before, which is pretty awesome. Our, our brand is pretty much situated around flamingos, uh, which has been uh, very helpful because the great Florida homes team name, our team name in the Fort Lauderdale and South Florida area has been um, pretty well known for a while. And I, of course I came in and had to shake things up with it. <laughs> so, course. cause that's what we do best. And my, just my background, I come from a um, hospital, well, preschool teacher turned hospital- hospitality night nightclub manager for high end venues for 10 years, did all the marketing and branding through all the biggest parties that there was. And, and then I Jumped into real estate after landing a ninety million dollar project with no license.
2: Wow. Okay, that's I love that. And (laughs) and uh, you were the person, you know, ten years ago. You were the person we needed to know to get into the parties that we wanted to get into. But now, so wow, turning that into a thirty million dollar business. How? What's your what's your average sale price, or how many units are you doing?
0: So this year we should be on track to do close to a hundred, if not a little more. Um, And the price range for me has gone up a lot. You know, I started out pretty easy in the beginning when I switched over to residential. And then I would say, so I went from $356 to, um, I'm a little over 480 right now.
2: Wow. Well, and on track to do 100 homes. So, so uh, looking really at an increase in your, in your volume. Uh, and never precisa.
0: paying for a lead.
2: I love it. Okay. <laughs> well, we're definitely going to get onto that. So tell so tell me how you do, uh, how do you do your business such that you don't have, so you don't ever pay for a lead?
0: So pre-COVID, <laughs> because I'm pre-COVID right. and COVID, so I would, so 80, 60% of my business was pretty much um, sphere of influence, networking stacks, which I know we can talk about. So basically everything from the seven levels book of communication. So the book, seven mm-hmm. levels of communication written by Michael J. Mayer who was my coach when I first got into the business. And now I am a certified referral trainer for Michael and oh. now get the pleasure of teaching others how to grow a referral business, which all in reality, it basically works for any business. It doesn't have to be real estate by any mm. means. It literally works for anything. And uh, then, so the other 40% was open houses, basically all the open houses, as many as you could think of. I would oh. even make them my office because let's be honest, who's coming into your office to talk to you about real estate? other right. realtors. <laughs> well, right. they don't pay my bills. So <laughs> right. I would rather work out of vacant houses. I just pop up shop or I work out of, um, I have home court advantages, which are basically restaurants where I work out of specifically targeting that database, right. that clientele nice. and to make sure everyone knows my name.
2: Nice. Okay. I, I, I spent a lot of time working out of a couple of restaurants too, just because my office is in Beverly Hills, I I uh, live in Santa Monica, so I would pick a spot, you know, in between, and it and it was and I would just it was home court. That's cool. That's a cool way of saying it. Now, as we uh, transition into a time where people are going to be using less and less office space, that's a very interesting interactive way to do it. And you said one of the things I got from you the first time. I have an advantage in this interview is that you're very purposeful. You know. And one of the things that you, you said, it kind of happened to me just by being nice and having the same waiters. And, you know, I even went to a different restaurant. It, it happened to be owned by the same restaurant group. I didn't even know that. And the waiter pops out. He's like, oh, Paul, how are you? I haven't seen you in so long because the other restaurant had closed, you know. And I yeah. was like, wow, I'm getting like the hero's treatment here. And, and that, that, that is a home court advantage, right?
0: Yeah. Oh, it's a total home court advantage because the thing is this, when you're in, so I, the networking sack, when you invite others that either be their strangers, let's say you have nobody that you're inviting to lunch or to coffee and they're just coming, you're just sitting there and working. Like I'll literally work out of the bar. Now people, you'll meet people that way. Right. And then when people come in and say, Hey Paul, how are you? Uh, you know, and you ask them maybe, Hey, uh, Suzanne, how's your kids? You know, people will see that. They're like, Oh, that guy must be a regular. And it's more powerful when you actually have people that you are looking to do business with and you are the connector and you don't have to establish your credibility, right? You don't have to talk about how amazing you are and people know you because the rest of the audience that's there already does that for you from the hostess. When you walk in, Oh, you must be Paul because I already described you to the hostess. Oh, right. follow me to meet Tara right this way. Then when you sit down, the waitress comes over and says, Hey Tara, would you like your usual? Well, Hey Dan, I was so great to see you how's how's your wife doing you know then it's a banter and conversation when the bus boy walks by that one's impressive and the managers or the chef and they say hey Tara just checking in want to see how everything's going oh by the way meet so-and-so you have to meet them it's mm-hmm. so great because I didn't have to do any of the credibility the people did it for me does mm-hmm. that make sense
2: absolutely yeah I'm a firm believer in it uh, I do it I do it, you know, sort of naturally. I I don't do it as well as I could do it if I did it as purpose. I'm not saying you're you're a there's no question you're a natural at this. However, being purposeful about these things is is really interesting. So establish a home court advantage, right? And uh, and make sure you know it's it's it, you're you're talking right out of my own uh, you know my own life experience too. And I'm you know I'm nice to the bus boy because uh, they know all the secrets. Deals, what's that? <laughs> They know all the yeah. secrets
0: and the tricks. <laughs> right, that's
2: true, uh, but it just feels right to me, and then it just it creates an environment around you. Uh, it got to the point with me, for example, this particular very is very high end restaurant. But you know, if you go two, three times a week, sometimes I wouldn't. I'd feel bad, right? So I'd sit down. I'm like, oh, you know, I'm not that hungry, you know, and I, I wouldn't really even eat a meal, but I yeah, half a meal, and I'd be there for so long. I'm like, oh, I'm really, I'm cutting into the waiter's income. So I would make sure I tipped. You know, my bill wouldn't be very much because sometimes I wouldn't eat t- very much, but I would, I would tip as if I ate a whole meal. I'd be like, hey, sorry, I feel like I've, you know, you know, monopolized yeah. the table here, but you know, and I would just give them a tip. They'd be like, oh, okay, duly noted. You don't have to I'll say, be, and here's the extra. I'll right? be
0: honest. I was broke as hell in the beginning. I was that struggling realtor, and so when I came, when I learned about this whole networking stacks at your home court advantage. I said, well, I can't afford to eat out every day, you know, and be there from like lunch and then the dinner shift. So what I would do is eat a big meal and just go and, and order like um, an iced tea or something and an appetizer. And if the bill was $8, I'm leaving 20. Yes. Like and then they eventually get to know you. And if anyone's like, well, I don't have a place where can I go? You need to think about the people and the clientele that you want to attract. I if you if you love if you're a beer guy and you want to go maybe go to your favorite burger joints or your favorite wings places. For me, I, I targeted the high-end venues um, one particularly on the beach in Fort Lauderdale that i already worked out of. So everybody knew my name. And mm-hmm. then, um, another one on the beach that was a different clientele of, of 20 minutes, 25 minutes away. And then one that was in suburbia and a higher end clientele as well. Um, Cause that was the clientele that I wanted to, I wanted to raise my price range. I wanted to make sure that I was only seen as a luxury agent from the very beginning. So that was pretty much it, and I have to tell you, I just did. Everyone's like, "Well, I can't do that." Well, I did that in the beginning of my career, and in my little, this is my fourth, fourth, four and a half weeks in Margaritaville, and I just know for sure I have accomplished it here, for sure.
2: I love it. Tell me, tell me what you mean by that.
0: So when I was home stuck for COVID, and being, you know, I, I unfortunately got COVID, and then I was stuck home even more and being a single female stuck inside a condo by yourself. Mm -hmm. And when when I'm a high eye on the disc profile and my love language is physical touch is not good for your mental health, (laughs) like whatsoever. I love people. So I can't do open houses. I can't do networking stacks. All of that has been taken away from my repertoire, my little treasure box of tools, which is essentially, you know, 40% of my business, if not probably more. So I decided to go to Margaritaville, which um, I came here and visited a friend. It's in Orlando, but you feel like you're in Bimini. It's really cool, uh-huh. and up to the vibe. So what I did was I rented a four-bedroom house And I utilize this opportunity to let everyone come up and experience a little slice of heaven and a little bit of happiness each time. So I literally have a schedule. Um, I am on my seventh family right now. They actually came back. They were the third family and they came back again and they get to experience this slice of heaven. And I get to do my networking stacks. So these are people that they're not close with me, either people I want to do business with or people I've done business with, and they're bringing their dogs and their kids. And it's just kind of a free for all. However, at the pool, cause there's a big pool. Um, I knew that I needed to make sure everybody at the pool knew my name. I needed to know the best servers. I needed to know the best bartender and I needed to know the best musician. So the magician, I actually put it on my Instagram story today. You can go watch it. He literally said at the pool today, Oh, there's the world's greatest realtor. <laughs> and I'm wow. like, ah, this is great. So um, this first week, week and a half here, the my tab was completely comped my girlfriend's lived here for two years and she's like i've never had that happen before it's because you got to take care of the good people you have to recognize the good people and you have to take care of them hospitality is key at any business so it's the same thing of like how are you treating your customers that they remember you so i i got the local card so i just made this a home court advantage and you know i'm doing things breaking the rules and i'm not getting in trouble because they're like oh it's sarah
3: Rockstar Nation. This is Aaron Amuchastegui. Hey, I hate to interrupt the current podcast that you're listening to, but I am so excited to share this with you. I just finished interviewing the original host of this podcast, my good friend, Pat you know, I got to talk to Pat about how he started his real estate career and a whole bunch of tips and tactics that he used to be successful. So if you haven't listened to it yet, go check out State of the Market number 49 on there. I get to talk to Pat about all those different things. You know, And in there too, he talked a lot about his six steps for seven figures book and training program that he built over the last couple years and i realized i haven't done a good enough job of reminding all of you lately about all of the resources that we've built for you out there so if you want to check out pat's course we've got like a three minute summary video when you go to it It includes so many easy to follow tips that you can follow on it like a day-to-day basis you can email reminders all sorts of different things that come with that course if you find out you go to rebusuniversity.com r-e-b-u-s rebusuniversity.com Look at courses, you can find the six steps for seven figures book. And really there's a whole bunch of other courses in there too. Our normal prices used to be $1,500 or $2,000 a course. These are real deal professional courses. But now uh, during quarantine, a lot of them are priced down to like 90 bucks, 95 bucks. So we've slashed the prices. So we know right now is a time for everybody to be focusing on growth and education, especially while they're feeling like they don't have as much to do. And if you go in there and you figure like, like, there's a lot of different courses you want maybe you don't want to buy the a la carte, you can go to futureofrealestatetraining.com and you can get access to all of our different courses for 97 bucks a month. I think there's a discount on there if you go a year or there's even like a lifetime option that you can pay. You get access to every course we ever put on Rebus University for as long as we have it. So go check out those options, Rebus University or futureofrealestatetraining.com. All right, back to your podcast. Sorry for the interruption.
2: What, let me ask you, so, okay, so great. Now I've established a home court, which I did, okay? So I did that. Uh, that's good. I know how to do that. How do I transition from having, or maybe there's no transition, you do it together, but I don't. So I'd like to know, how do I, how do I then let everybody know I'm a realtor, uh, I'm looking for potential business, how, how do I make that shift? So home court advantage, I've got it. What, what, what do I do? What am I missing?
0: One of two ways. One, first, you if you're working independently and you don't have any meetings, you would be sitting at the bar, basic. You always want to sit at the bar in between the hours of two and four because that's when the tr- transitions shift. And you would wear your name badge. I have a sticker on the back of my computer that says, have questions about real estate. Let's talk. And it has flamingos all over it um, uh-huh. and typically always a name badge. And you can tell based on my conversations on the phone. And I'm usually the only one working during happy hour that mm-hmm. I'm working. So naturally people come over and they're like, what do you do? Are you, you must be a realtor. And I'm like, what's uh-huh. And that usually leads into like, well, can you look and see what, how much my house is? So that's kind of one way. The thing, that presence speaks for itself. I still do my negotiations. I still do anything I need to do, you know, and I have my little setup. You never want to have your back door, your back to the front door either because you want to make sure you see everybody that's going in, coming in and out. And then um, when I'm at the, so if you want to do networking stacks, what you do is you invite people that you want to do business with. For example, let's say that you invite an attorney, Right? You or maybe let's go brand new in the business. You invite a lender and you want to do business with an attorney, and maybe you want to add an agent to your downline. So I'm gonna book a lunch appointment from 12 to 1, and I'm gonna book probably maybe with the attorney, book the 12 to 1 with the attorney, the a one to one thirty coffee with the lender, and a 130 to 2 o'clock with the agent. What's going to happen is when I sit down at the 12 o'clock lunch and he comes in because the hostess greeted him and told him to come to my table is I'm going to let him know, hey, so I'm let you know I do have a one o'clock. Uh, so I'm really excited to you know, talk with you. We mm-hmm. get done at one o'clock. The hostess already knows the person's name for my one o'clock because I already told them I brought with a piece of paper. They come to the table and then, you know, it's really great is and this is a little sister. It's all in the book, I swear. I um, so when the lender comes up for my 130 and I don't even drink coffee. So I just drink tea or like just for dessert i make sure because now the guy knows oh you have a one o'clock so he's watching the time well when the 1 comes, the one o'clock comes i introduce the lender to the title the the attorney because i want to make sure that they connect and then i always excuse myself to the restroom whether i need to go or not it's just mm. a little tactic so what i by doing that when i leave to the restroom what do you think they talk about
2: they talk about business and they talk about you
0: You, oh, isn't, how do you know Tara? Oh, I have met her from here. Isn't she great? Another credibility, ding, check mark. And then I do the exact same thing for the second person because now do do lenders need attorneys? Yes. Do lenders need agents to work with? Well, I have the third person that's an agent that I want to introduce the agent to the lender, the lender to the agent. So Mm. I am always seen as the connector. People Uh love a connector. (laughs) They always want to come to you and be like, ask you like solve all your problems.
2: That's, that's awesome. So let me ask you, you know, to be more basic. So I want to have an attorney, but I'm a new agent. How do I get an attorney? So, I mean, how do I get an appointment with an attorney?
0: Oh, I love the power of Facebook. So um, for example, and your status should be this at least once a week. I am um, looking for a great divorce attorney or for down here, definitely divorce attorneys. Um, or I'm looking for a great real estate attorney. Who do you know that I should know? I guarantee you, you're going to get a few tags of people that you should probably know. And what you do is you call and introduce yourself. It's not a cold call because you already have an in, Hey, so-and-so told, I was looking for the best attorney in town and they said that you're the person and they referred me to you. So I wanted to know, I wanted to learn more about your business. So are you available for coffee um, next Tuesday at two o'clock or is Thursday at three o'clock better?
2: And people love that, you know, when yeah. you say I was looking for the best and then I referred to you, that's, it's such a, such a good way to get an appointment because they're just going to be predisposed to do that. And you said, you know, you said uh, divorce attorney, which I, I agree with wholeheartedly, I would throw in there trust and estates lawyer, oh. uh, you know, people that handle wills and, and and estates and then real estate lawyer. I just wonder if I would do that because I wondered, would they already have uh you know, so many connections.
0: Although there's nothing like my relationship with my real estate attorney, because when I call him at 10 no. o'clock at night, he answers the phone, <laughs> you know, like, hey, is that a good question? Like having those guys in your back pocket are great, but I don't necessarily see me getting, I don't really get referrals from them.
2: Right. Okay. Uh, one of the things that, you know, you, you talk about uh, stacks. So tell, you know what? I was, I had, I had it halfway written down. You know, we'll put it up in the notes for sure. Mm-hmm. But just tell me the, tell me the name of, uh, of the book again.
0: Seven Levels of Communication.
2: Okay. And author?
0: Michael Mayer.
2: Okay. And you mentioned your, uh, you mentioned your Instagram. So tell us your Instagram. Again, it's, we'll post this stuff. Yeah, go that's ahead. good.
0: Um, it's Miss Tara Carter, um, at Miss Tara Carter. And i I'm not married, so Miss Tara Carter. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, okay. The one more thing I was going to say is when you ask, like, how do you find those attorneys if you're a brand new agent? Besides posting on Facebook, the best thing is if you think about the most successful people that you know and you call them and you just say, hey, you know, I look up to you as a very successful individual and I wanted to know if you had a referral for somebody that you know that's a great trust attorney or because if they if they have already successful then you know the people they work with are are probably outstanding so Uh. then you already have an in from that person to be able to call and introduce yourself to that person and asking them you know would you mind doing a quick introduction via email or text
2: right 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 right. what are you what are you doing during that meeting so uh so okay fine i get the trust lawyer to uh to come have coffee with me now what am i going to do
0: talking about them. People love to talk about themselves. You shut up about yourself. Nobody wants to hear about you. (laughs) And so the person who talks the most dominates the conversation and the person who asks the most questions controls the conversation. So do you want to dominate that appointment or do you want to control that appointment? Mm -hmm. I like control. Uh-huh. So, um, so it really comes down to asking them, you never want to run out of questions. So I stick to the, you know, the four, you know, family, occupation, recreation, dreams or frog and, you know, um, occupation and goals. It's basically the same thing. And you're asking them about them. The goal is though, is you want to find a homework assignment. You need to find something uh-huh. that they are currently struggling with, uh-huh. you need to find something like something that you can take away from the meeting that Mm -hmm. is your homework assignment that you can now use that as a Mm follow-up
2: this okay so and and I will tell you this was my big takeaway uh, when we talked last time is that is going into again remarkable remarkable I love how high I you are so you're obviously an easy connector and that sort of thing but there's such purposefulness behind what you do this is a massive takeaway What Tara said is when she meets with somebody and she, and let's be clear, Tara wants something from them. What she wants them, she wants them to see her as a great realtor, as a great landing place for their referrals. And that that they can trust me. Yeah, and and what she's looking for is an assignment. When she's meeting with a trust and estates lawyer, she's like, the whole time, as I remember you telling me, like, What's the assignment I'm going to get? What's the assignment I'm going to get? So explain to me what that is and then what's an example of it and how, what will that look like?
0: So you can go about it a few ways. Well, one, before you don't just jump in and be like, what's your biggest problem in life? (laughs) Like, we don't do that. Um, You dig down deeply. You know, you ask them, when people, when you ask people, how are you too, especially during this whole new normal, they usually give you like a fake front answer. Asking them again, like, no, really, how are you? Like, how has this affected you? Or how is your business? That would be a conversation now, But if it's in just in general, you ask them, you stick to the, it doesn't have to be in order, but asking them about themselves and their business. When you ask somebody about their business, you say, how's business nine out of 10 times, they're going to reciprocate that as well. And ask you how's business. However, when you, when you dig down deep for how's their business, like if they say, oh, everything's great. Okay, great. So what would make it better? What Mm -hmm. would make it awesome? Like, would you say you have like a, you're like a 10 plus in every aspect of your life, especially business. So like, what would it do to make it better for you? Oh, you know, I, I'm really looking for a great, I just can't find a great receptionist. It's just driving me nuts. I can't find anybody great. Okay. So what does a great receptionist look like to you? Ask questions. All your questions turn into another question. If you don't know what to say, you just repeat it back and then spit it back out. Um, and if, if I find out exactly what a good reception is and I have a pen and paper because I want them to know that I'm listening. So I'm taking notes. Right. I even have pen and paper here because I knew you're probably going to drop something on me that I wanted yeah. to write down. And, and when you're taking that, you're like, okay, great. So I would, do you mind if I put this out to my database and, mm-hmm. and ask people? So I just found a homework assignment. I just found a homework, like a problem. And if you say, you can even ask them straight up, Hey, what's your biggest opportunity in your business currently right now? What's your mm-hmm. biggest room for improvement that you have currently in your, in your business life, family life. It depends on what your level of intimacy is with them. Mm-hmm.
2: And then that is your, that's oh, your my- assignment. So you're going to then you're actually in that instance, it's a tall order. That's a tall order, for example, but, but, in that instance, you're actually going to make some efforts to, to, find an assistant for them.
0: Even if you put it out, let's say you don't even have a big database. And you're like, well, I don't know any good assistants. Let's say you just post it on Facebook a few times, you sent out some emails, uh, and you you did your best. Your follow up call now with that person is so easy because you can say, listen, I, I you know I put this, I put some feelers out there. I really haven't had too much engagement. However, I just wanted to let you know that I am still looking. Have you found anybody yet? And Uh if the answer is no, they haven't, then and you, but you try. Do you think that that person's going to be receptive and appreciative that you even gave a shit? Excuse me.
2: It's the internet. I think we
0: can do it. Yeah. So, so, I mean, but they're going to know that you care, right? And people want to do business because they know, like, and trust you. So Uh you now came to them with sincerity. And when you saw, when you help them solve a problem, this this is the catch. This is why you have the homework assignment. When you help somebody solve a problem, I I never asked for business once during this conversation, during the right. lunch meeting, during the follow up. I never asked for business. You know that you had a great appointment and you did your job when you when they say to you after you solved the problem or you didn't solve the problem. The fact is you actually tried to solve the problem. Mm-hmm. When you follow up with them or at the meeting and you try to help them and connect them. So sometimes right away, I'll just pull out my phone and I'll start connecting people are like, "Hey, do you mind if I if I try right now?" Uh-uh. And and if they say, "Wow, you're just so awesome. What can I do for you?" Then, you know, you did your job.
1: (laughs) Uh, Let me
2: ask you, uh, and and maybe it just doesn't, maybe you set it up so well that it doesn't happen that often. Mm -hmm. What happens if I'm the lawyer and, you know, and when you're establishing these relationships, there have to be some people that are just take, 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 right? So now you've worked your tail off. You've got, oh, Tara, what a fabulous, like, you know, you, you know, I hired your person, they're phenomenal. You know, thank you so much. I can't wait to have lunch with you again so I can give you my next problem. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I've had that happen before. So those people are typically going to get. And if I didn't already do this in the beginning, I need you need to know where you need to spend your energy at, right? Because so you can't put all your eggs in one basket. You need to divide your energy up. So I track the referrals that I've been given from who it's coming from and who I re- who I give them to. Mm-hmm. So I understand if I if I see at the end of the year or the end of a quarter that I see that um, Joe, my electrician, has received twenty referrals and I've received zero from him then that's probably my fault because I haven't asked enough times. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to somebody like a lawyer who, you know, it's like, thanks so much. When can we go to lunch again so you can help me solve some more problems? You know, then it's probably going to say, I, I want to go for a cup of coffee or for lunch or a half yard or whatever it is. And, or I can have a conversation and say, it's the chosen one conversation, chosen one script. It says when you, so Joe, let me ask you, when you, your family member, coworker, or spouse have a real estate need, who do you refer that business to?
2: Mm -hmm. The chosen one script. Here it is.
0: So when you, your family member, neighbor, coworker have a real estate need, who do you refer that business to? Sometimes it is, Oh, well, I'll send it to you. I'm like, okay, great. You know, I'm looking to, um, I have a big goals this year and I'm just, I'm looking to accomplish, you know, 100 units for the year. And I wanted to know if you'd be willing to send me at least two referrals in the next three months. You know, that you have to be very specific. However, I, I don't get that one so often. Down here, I have 63,000 realtors in my area, which I'm sure you do, too. Oh, right. <laughs> so yep. everybody is a realtor. So I usually get, oh, well, you know, we have we, we have somebody that's, like, worked with our family for a while. And mm-hmm. I say, okay, great. Do you work with them because they work with your family or do you really have a great relationship with them? And in, usually when I dig down deep, cause I, you ask questions, I find that the person is like part-time and a bartender or part-time and just mm-hmm. is, is happened to get, you know, laid into the family and mm-hmm. I've learned that they don't really like them. And so in the next conversation is, well, would you be willing to give me a shot and see how I do business? Mm-hmm. And then that's usually my end. And if they say that they're completely loyal to somebody, oh, you know, I have the most amazing realtor Da-da-da. I'm listen, there's enough money to go around. I ain't mad about it. But I'm not gonna spend no more energy and once I ask the next question. If they say that they have a phenomenal realtor, they love the realtor, then that's amazing. You know, kudos. It is hard to find a great realtor. So let me ask you, would you be willing to send me a referral the next 90 days to see how I do business differently? Now I'm not asking you for all your business, I'm mm-hmm. just asking you to see how I do business differently and wanted to know would you be willing to refer me business to see how see how I work?
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hey, Real Estate Rockstars listeners, I'm sorry to interrupt again, but I want to do a quick commercial break. But this commercial break is different. This is stuff that I think you need. And this is me talking to you about some of the stuff that we had. So, you know, recently we had a lot of people reach out to us and say, Hey, why don't you do a real estate mastermind? Why don't you do something where a lot of the listeners can get together and do some zoom calls and ask each other questions and really just try to brainstorm and work together. I mean, there's a million masterminds out there. I don't know if this is something that we really want to do or not, or if we do, if we're going to limit it to, maybe 20 or 30 people. We're just trying to figure out if any of you guys are interested. So if you have any interest at all in joining a mastermind with real estate agents around the country that are part of the Real Estate Rockstars Network, go to hybendigital.com forward slash mastermind and just join the wait list. It's just a really, a formal, it's just an interest list for us to see, is this something we want to be doing? So that's that's number one. Number two, you go to hybendigital.com forward slash foreclosures. We have a two day, thing that we just finished recording now it's also inside Rebus University and so you go to Rebus University and look at it if you're already a member of Rebus I'm, a lot of you guys are in the you know the monthly fee where you get access to everything so we have a new course in there 17 hours of content on how to buy foreclosures on how to find deals on how to you know do title, you know, go to auction, also turn that into clients for your real estate agents, how you can turn somebody that's in default behind on their mortgages into a client. So go, you know, check out that course, especially for you know you can you can buy the course now, but again, most of you guys already subscribed to all that. I just wanted you to know there's another 17 hours of content. Great, great content that I just recorded on there uh, that all of you guys have access to now at Rebus University. And then finally we have software that we talk about on and off. It's called Pad Hawk. And in Padhawk, you can use that to go find leads. What uh, you know, so everyone is really, really busy right now, and we're so, so busy. People are selling, and they're saying there isn't enough product on the market, right? So they're they're they are they they can not find houses. Well, Padhawk will help you find houses before they're listed. It helps you find owners that should be listing their properties, or people that might want to get there. I recorded a quick video. It's like six or seven minutes long for you guys to look at real estate agent specific on what how you can use the software in order to do it. So go to hybendigital.com forward slash leads. Again, there's a video in there. I talk about how you can use the software to do it. Check it out. If it's something that you like, you may want to sign up for it. 99 bucks a month. That's nationwide, any city out there. And it is a great way to find houses. So right now people are saying there's lots of buyers, but we can't find enough houses. Well, maybe you can use this software. You'll find some that hasn't listed yet and make them an offer on their house. All right, back to your regular scheduled program. Thank you for letting me interrupt you with that break.
2: I think I okay so there's probably a few different scenarios one is I say yes and I do it one is I say yes because I don't want to be in an (laughs) uncomfortable uncomfortable conversation and I don't do it and then the other one which is probably less likely to happen is I go well you know what it's my you know third cousin's niece and you know I just don't want to rock the family boat
0: I've had that happen Uh uh-huh and well, it's
2: enough. And you're, you're phenomenal at this. And part of doing it is, is not worrying about the negative, but just doing it right. Yeah. And, and, and you do it enough. You're going to get that.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. And I'm not going to lie, being totally transparent. I still get that little tingly feeling in my stomach when I know I'm getting ready to ask. I think it's just that human instinct of a fear of rejection because they could say that they could say that they have somebody and they're totally loyal and they're never going to use you. And mm-hmm. I've, I've come to terms with that, that. That's okay. Because there's enough business to go around. And however, what happens is I grade my database. So if that is the case, they get a D for delete or just drip. You're just going on a drip campaign, homie. I am not paying any more attention to you. I am not putting any more energy into you. You can follow me on Facebook and that's about it. <laughs> uh huh.
2: Okay. And that's what I mean about the per- being very purposeful. Yeah. You know.
0: And if they were, remember when you were asking me, and you were like, "Well, what about a CPA?" So one was my CPA, but they were a competition to me. So I let them go and found somebody else who did answer the chosen one script better.
2: And and what Tara is referring to is in the last interview that I did with her. Uh, you know, Tara is so nice and she's so kind, and she's really coming from contribution, truly, right? So she really wants to help the person. When she's asking them that question of you know what's the one thing that you know is really a difficult spot in your business Are you okay with that script yeah okay all right yeah uh, it, so it, you,
0: you can change it any way you want for the most I mean, part that's
2: really what i still wanted a grade and i'm open to a b minus or a c or whatever if i can improve it so we do it live but you know you know tara's really coming from contribution and, and saying like, hey, you know, learning more about their business, learning more, you know, what, what's one thing that you really struggle with in your business right now? What's an area that, you know, that could be better? And I know that Tara comes from contribution when she asks that question. And then the follow up for her is, is natural for her to do. And that I can see from the interview, okay, from, from interviewing you. The thing I wanted to get behind that on was, well, what happens if you don't get it? And, you know, and, and I use the CPA example because everyone has uh, different vendors that they use. OK. And so what if I have a CPA that's phenomenal with my books? I've been using them for 15 years. They do a good job. They've just never sent me a referral. And so I said to, I was talking to Tara, you know, how, how hardcore are you on this? And she's like, wow, funny you mentioned that because, right. (laughs) I
0: was sitting in my CPA's house.
2: (laughs) Right. The one I fired. (laughs) There you go. And, you know, it's a, it's, I forget what pro athlete it was. Uh, You know, I was watching a documentary, but just a standout, standout athlete at the top, the top of the world. And, and they just, they asked a question about who's on your team or whatever. And he just said, look. It's not personal. Everybody has to be rowing the boat in the same direction. They've got to be rowing the boat in the direction for me. So just doing, your, doing a great job on your taxes, that's great. That's a baseline, right? But you want to establish your referral network of people that are really helping and enhancing your business. And you know what? Here's the truth. You can find another person that does a great job on your taxes who will also refer you at least one piece of business. So let's make that happen. Right.
0: Absolutely. And I think that the expectations can't be like, well, you know, I'm a realtor, so you should refer me business. That's not how it works. And don't even ask one time. Like if I have the chosen one conversation with them and they said that they would give me the opportunity in the next 90 days to at least refer somebody that they come across and see how I do business and they don't. I'm not going to be upset if I didn't ask once or twice, maybe three times within that 90 days as a follow-up or give them an item of value as a follow-up from our conversation. Because there's something in that conversation that not only was a homework problem for me to help solve for them, there was also something in that conversation where I was picking as a follow-up for an item of value, either to use then or to use later. For example, I know when we were speaking, I told you about the one who... He he said that I asked him for goals for the for the goals was are you what are some goals that you have and his was well I'm looking to travel me and my son to take my son out to all the baseball stadiums around the United States well then my item of value later on as a follow up was a book of the history of all the baseball stadiums around the United States from Amazon it was like twenty four dollars and sent it with a little gift wrap you know <laughs> directly to his door so super. that was an item of value
2: nice yeah super. Super personalized, and and what do you do? What if anything do you do uh, when they send you a referral? Do you reward that behavior?
0: Always. So I chalk it in my CRM, and I also have a board in my well office slash now dining room. And the board is it, it literally I have a tally mark, and I take it down every month. I have a tally mark of who gave me a referral, tally, and then who who did I give referrals to? Because when I'm on, referrals well, first it was zoom, but people were coming into my office too. And they were like, well, I wonder, how do I, I get up on that board. And I'm like, well, you can send me a piece of business. <laughs> um, and, and in my CRM, it goes the same way. So I'm able to go back and see and track it. If you don't track it, you're never going to know. And it, by rewarding the person who gave you the referral, I just use AM cards and for the brownie box and the card. Uh-huh, okay. uh, amcards.com dot uh, com is like that automated service to where you can use a card. I think I pay like two fifty two dollars a card, and then I add on a box of brownies, which they're really delicious and they come super pretty packed. And I have my own branding on the card. You know, it has flamingos and a picture of my mom and the areas that we serve and and whatnot.
2: Oh, I love it! I love it. Okay.
0: And that uh- takes two seconds to send. The template's already made. You just hit brownies and hit. At the address and the name, and call today.
2: Do you do that? You do that for every referral. Do you do a special? Do you let people know who's referring more? Do you have an inner circle club or anything like that?
0: So you know, I have to say that a lot of that stuff has gotten so fan clubby. I was uh-huh. that one that would that would always always announce and da da da. But I started to notice some agents that were purposely going after my referral client. Oh my yeah partners that i was praising
1: right. so
0: i do not as much however more it was like through social media because i you know once listen the more successful you get the more haters you get if you don't have at least 10 haters then go get 10 haters and if you have 10 wow. then go get 10 more okay <laughs> like i'm good with it like right now i'm like you know what my hater count has gone down a little bit because i've like been in margaritaville i'm probably i need to come up and ramp some stuff up again <laughs> um so when um So for, I mean, for that, I mean, the, because that circle got so tight, I got really good about Facebook lists and now all realtors, local realtors, especially are in a Facebook list. So in the majority of my Facebook posts, um, I block them all out of it.
2: Oh, okay. All right. Interesting. So Little, if you can
0: get all your realtors into a true. Facebook list. You can block them out of everything.
2: a <laughs> yeah, trick of the trade. Okay, okay. All right, fair enough. So you don't want them to see if you don't want people to yeah. see. What-
0: like when I post my client events or like ideas or like uh-huh. fun stuff, uh-huh. I block them out of all that stuff. Uh-huh.
2: Okay, that's that's interesting. And I appreciate you sharing those tips here. <laughs> but it's still mainly, you know, we have a national audience. So yeah. I really appreciate your, your contribution for sure. And another thing is probably – if you, uh, you know, if you, do you get out, you get outside referrals from agents. So, so uh, if yeah. people have people coming to uh, Fort Lauderdale and now Orlando too.
0: Is yeah. That I mean, I can pretty not? much sell anywhere, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah. So for Margaritaville and Orlando, but mostly just South Fort and Fort Lauderdale. I don't know. I'm not an expert here by any means, but I will sell new construction in Margaritaville. I, uh, I will say that the other power of the list on Facebook, not just I just thought about it, is the out-of-area realtors are also in their own list, so I will post specifically just to those people. Because let's be honest, people don't always care that I'm getting referrals, and you know, most people that are not realtors, they just look at us like because we just post another closing, just listed, under contract, right. da, da da da. Like they just right. think right. This, this lavish lifestyle, and they have no idea what goes on behind the scenes. Right. And and so I will post um, thank you and congratulations to the Facebook list that I have. That is out of area realtors, but understand that nobody knows that they're on a list. So it's not like a private Facebook group uh-huh. or anything. Uh-huh. It's just a targeted way of targeting your audience, your friends list.
2: I love it. I'm looking to see what your are uh...
0: So on your desktop, actually, if you give me a share screen, I can show you. So on your desktop, you can only access it at first on the desktop, but you can actually access it at- Access a Facebook list. You can make your own. So I have a whole bunch of lists. And this is not a millennial thing because my mom is sixty three. Sorry, mom, I just said your age. She's sixty three and she does this herself. Like she does it at a higher level than I do. She has lists called. She even has a list that says don't know for the people that she doesn't know. And every week she goes through and tries to take ten people off the don't know list to put them into another list.
2: Wow. Okay, that's cool. That's <laughs> cool. well. Exactly. These are ways. so so. You know, a couple of questions. Specific and that is what are you what if anything are you doing differently uh, during COVID because as you said before open houses were a huge thing for you and now not so much so so what what's changed in order for you to keep your business thriving during COVID.
0: Besides taking a six-week uh, staycation and inviting families as networking stacks at my new home court advantage, uh, I would say so. The buyer home buyer seminars, the first-time home buyer seminars, have been pretty successful, and the um, seller seminars. So those two have have picked up a little bit. I personally have not felt comfortable to do open houses yet, except for the luxury market, because I get a little bit of a different clientele there. But mm-hmm. I can't even keep anything on the market to do an open house. <laughs> so wow. so yeah. I would say just the seminars really have been the biggest pivot.
2: And are you doing the seminars? Or are you doing them? Uh, you're doing them via Zoom?
0: Yeah. So Zoom. Oh, and the interviews. So we started interviewing small business owners. Uh-huh. Um, wow. And so that that was pretty awesome. Like, Even in the beginning, I interviewed the spa owner of the biggest spa in town, and she did a live tutorial on how to take off the girls' nails because you know everybody was freaking out about that. (laughs) I even did a live beard, a men's beard trim. We Uh, interviewed the local barbershop owner who's a big guy in the charity. Like, he does a lot of charity work. We did a live beard trimming online on Zoom and Facebook Live. He had to trim up my partner's beard. And, you know, we talked about him and his overcoming addiction and reached out uh, to that community. And I think it's just really tapping into the locals in your community and checking in on them. And then the buyer seminars or seller.
2: You're doing, okay, so you're doing the local business interviews or you're doing that on Facebook, Mm -hmm. Facebook Live. How are you promoting it?
0: And so that's promoted via the Nextdoor app. So Nextdoor for we have we have have people in your team or friends they can promote Uh it because they live in different neighborhoods. Um, Facebook for the neighborhoods as well for like the community pages, and then personal Facebooks. Okay. Because think about it. I mean, if you have a reach and you're reaching out to somebody and they have a bigger audience than you, then you just doubled your audience by by promoting them and giving them their own marketing material as well.
2: Right. Right. This is a great. It's a great tip right so so if for example it's a great tip even for as we look at real estate rock stars if i wanted if i wanted you know tons of of views which of course we do you know a great way to do that would be interview people that have a massive social media presence right and 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 uh you know i've focused on that a little bit but it's certainly something and and then as you as as the realtors that we're talking to right now you know, to put that into uh, perspective, if you're, if you're looking to do a neighborhood uh, shop owners interview, you know, you could, you could look at 2030 shop owners, check to see who has the massive, the massive Instagram or the massive Facebook or, or Twitter following and, and, and do it for them. Right.
0: Yeah. And double. And now I just thought of my homework assignment for you. Oh, you
2: did. Okay, good. <laughs> so I'm gonna
0: have some. Inter- I'm gonna have to do some intros to follow up from this.
2: <laughs> oh, good. I love it. I love <laughs> it. You
0: see how you just gave me a problem? not a problem, but it mean, didn't not the right word. I don't know what the right word is. You just gave me something that you know would would help you and your business, and the light bulb just went off in my head, and I was like, oh, okay. Rachel, go go, Andrew. <laughs> and I'm like, there's the three people that he I have to introduce him to because their social it. media is ten times bigger than mine.
2: <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. So let me ask you the question that that you have asked that you that you ask your vendors and that's what's one thing in your business that you know could be working better what's a what's a pain point what's one problem that could be solved
0: make covid go away <laughs> uh, <what? laughs> like, uh, honestly that that's my yeah that would probably be the biggest and that's unrealistic at the moment because I just miss the energy I feed off the energy in the office I'm usually the energy in the office Uh -uh. or just teaching and speaking and traveling and I love that and I just not able to do that so that that hurts my soul a little bit Uh um so that's that's the struggle. So if anything, I would say more opportunities to teach and speak and maybe help just if one, if I can just help one person a day, my day is good.
2: Okay. So I was getting ready until Tara finally moved it around. Right. I was getting ready to ask the question again, because I didn't get an answer. They could give me a <laughs> question, Right. And so I was just getting ready to ask it again, but before I did it and demo that, right. So we're doing this live, yeah. but but, uh, but since in the end, I did get a homework assignment, and that yeah. is, you know, a way for you to speak to a larger audience, a way for you to communicate value to people, and now think about that, right? And, uh, and get back to Tara and say, hey, Tara, thanks so much for being uh, on Real Estate Rockstars. You know, I've been thinking about your, your issue, or, or even, I might even pivot that a little bit, honestly, and say... You know, what are the things that I've been doing that have been keeping me sane during COVID? You know, I just came back from doing cryotherapy. I just read a yeah. study on cryotherapy and how, you know, it does a lot of different things, right? Including mood elevation and that sort of thing. And now I could send Tara an article and say, Hey, I've been thinking about what you said. And you know, I've been doing cryotherapy. I just did, you know, twelve out of eleven out of the twelve past days. And, you know, here's an article on that. I might even look and see if there's one near Margaritaville right now. It's just a couple of minutes, right, to do that and, you know, and find out maybe they have a promotional deal where they already give the first one free or maybe you could buy as a gift the first one free or whatever. So this is the multiple steps that, that Tara does so purposefully, right, that really I, I do, you know, I do some of this stuff just naturally, but I know that when doing it with a purpose, it's so much more effective. That you know, I was inspired by Tara and looking at all the different things that I do sort of naturally, and I want to create more. I intend and will create more purposeful. Oh, you just around. caught
0: yourself there. I love that.
2: Yes, and one of them, you know, one of them. The example I gave before is just that I, you know, my doctor, uh, my internist has. He's wonderful, by the way. I haven't asked him for any real estate referrals, but I'm going to. First, and send him a just,
0: gift first.
2: Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> what I was going to tell you was that uh, when I go for a checkup, and it, just the annual checkup, I always send him a card and a bottle of wine. And I've asked him, like, well, what kind of wine do you like? He's like, you know, I'm not really a wine drinker, but, you know, I do like wine, but, I, you know, you'd be wasting money if you send me a fancy body, a bottle, da-da-da-da. And I just send him a really nice bottle of wine for, like, $20 or whatever. Card and, and bottle of wine, every time I have a – uh, just a routine checkup. And then I asked him, how many, of your, how many of your patients out of your thousand patients do something like this? And his answer was, you know, I get the gift card or I get the note if I save someone's life. You know, then the Ooh. family's like, oh, wow, you saved our life. You know, here's the bottle of wine or whatever. And he said, you're the only one who gives me that, you know, who does that. And people love that. It's so easy. And don't we want it's just an example. It's outside of the realm of what we're talking about, maybe, right? Uh, but don't we really want our doctor to have us on the A list of the patients? Because I will tell you, I've been with yeah. him for ten years, and I can promise you this: if I ever have an after-hours question or whatever, he calls me back so fast you can't believe it. And it's 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 not just so that he will I will get that service in return. I like being the only person out of a thousand patients that you know that send them a card yeah
0: i just wrote down i'm sending a gift to my doctor
2: (laughs) okay good good good, good. i'm Um, totally
0: doing that uh, i appreciate him he's always there i don't think i think that we forget about those 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 people i mean even as simple as i told you like i go into well Pre COVID, I go into the bank every time I go to make a deposit. I don't always do it on my phone. I do, and it takes a little bit longer and it's annoying. But guess what? I've gotten eight referrals from my bank in the last year and a half. So, I mean, is it worth going, driving there, which, and getting out, parking my car instead of just going to the drive thru? I don't drink coffee, but if I did, I'd be doing the same thing. I'd make sure that a barista and Starbucks or wherever you go knows my name. And I do that at my pharmacy, too. I always walk in pre-COVID.
2: <laughs> All right. And I'm sorry to ask the question. Ask that, whatever
0: you want. Know, well,
2: well, you may have answered it, you know, five times in this interview alone. But I have to ask it again. And that is, now I'm going to the bank, right? Because it's, you know, I'm, 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 in, instead of making a deposit online, which is a little more efficient for me, I'm going to go into the bank. And I'm going to go in the bank because it's more person-to-person contact. And you said you've gotten eight referrals from the bank. I go into the bank. I don't get any referrals. <laughs> so I need to know what's happening in the bank.
0: Yeah. Well, I can tell you, um, Vince is is a gay man and just found new love. And he's super excited. And he has a new dog. I can tell you that um, Rose is somebody who loves my Nana. And she's a grandmother of eight. And her youngest one was just born. I can tell you that Lou- Laura is the new person on That was the new person that just came in and she moved here from Kansas and she's a good old Southern girl and she loves Southern food and gave her some recommendations. Like I go on and on. (laughs) And it just comes down to the Ford and Frog conversations.
2: Okay. Now you've proven to me that you know them, you care about them. They are going to know that. Now, how do I get the referral from them? What's the, where's the bridge?
0: So the bridge usually, and I mean, honestly, I'm usually not asking that much. Sometimes they'll usually just come naturally. However, I have been a little more purposeful at the bank. And when I sit down with them, sometimes I'll just say, you know, I just wanted to say that I, I just appreciate you very much. And thank you for always taking care of me. And cause they're really amazing there. And, um, and it's a small community bank and I, my financial advisor is so mad that I won't leave this baby bank because it's the worst, it's the worst website, worst app. I won't leave. I just won't leave. I just, Nobody's gonna give me the service that they give me. So asking them, you know, who do you know? I mean, it's a simple question that we always ask. Who do you know that's looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate that I could help? Or it's the mm. chosen one conversation. But the chosen one isn't one of those things that I will just walk by you like in passing and say that, or like while you're counting money for me. I'm not gonna say that because that's that's a lot. I feel like that's more intimate if I'm sitting down with you and having a conversation, like at at the bank. Does that make okay, sense? Okay,
2: I love. Uh, Totally, and I really, really appreciate you sharing all all that you've shared with uh, with us today. Uh, One homework assignment that I have for you, right? (laughs) Like you you get your own homework assignments, but one of the things that we always do on Real Estate Rock Stars is we always provide a gift from the person that we interview, and and I wonder what uh, what do you think would make a great gift? Is that something you want to think about, or maybe it's the Chosen One script, and and maybe your your vendor for follow up, or What's a, what's a, what's a good oh, a gift uh, for me to give. Yeah. So that we can post it a digital gift. You know, it could be a few scripts or, uh, or, or
0: I will share because we're not successful unless we take care of ourselves first. Right. So one of the things that I really perfected and I've been teaching to a lot lately has been so fun has been. The night, the nightly routine ritual, um, I'm really big about rituals that set me up for success and it's called sweet dreams and um, it is a full breakdown of an entire ritual that has completely changed my life. It's changed my business. It's changed my relationships. It's saved me money. It's saved me time and energy. Um, it's just made me a better person. And so now we're teaching the hundreds of people right now. We're actually in the middle of our second series teaching it right now. And I'll just share that list with you.
2: I love it. Okay, well, you can you can find us. You can find me at Paul Mark M A R K Morris uh, on Instagram and Facebook, and we've got it's at Miss Tara Carter yes. on, on Instagram. We could probably follow you. It's it's uh, it's COVID, right? So we got dogs barking.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm in my uh, bed, <laughs> Margarita. I, <okay>.
2: <laughs> I love it. And, you know, thank you so much for, for, uh, I knew that, that you'd be a phenomenal interview and I learned a bunch of stuff from you the first time we interviewed you. I've learned a bunch more. I'm going to run out and buy that book and you can expect that I'll be, uh, I'll be sending you stuff as well. Looking forward to staying in touch. And I encourage realtors watching, watching this podcast to follow Tara, follow me. We're going to put up, uh, we're going to put up items of value that you can use during COVID and beyond.
0: Yeah, I'm excited. Thanks for flamingling with me today. And that was fun.
2: Okay. Thanks so much.
1: Bye. Rockstar Nation. Thank you for listening to Real Estate Rockstars. Listen, I need a favor. If you find this free content helpful, if you find our downloadable items from each guest helpful, please I need you to pull out your pointing finger. Yes, the one finger that points at people, and hit subscribe. Yes, subscribe. The more subscribers we get, the better we look in the ratings, and the easier it is to get guests, like Robert Kiyosaki, Barbara Corcoran, all the players that are on the million dollar listing in the different cities. All that stuff makes it easier the more subscribers we get, so please subscribe, and listen, there's a lot of places you can leave comments. There's a lot of places you can like. We're on Facebook. We have an Instagram page. Instagram page is I am Pat Hybin The Facebook is Real Estate Rockstars Radio. Feel free to leave us comments there. The most popular form of commenting seems to happen on YouTube. Yes, for whatever reason, it's a very open environment. So just go to YouTube and go to Real Estate Rockstars Radio and leave us comments there. Some of them we will read on the show and we love your feedback so thanks guys and i hope you are having a great day oh and also listen if you're going to subscribe and you haven't already left us a, a review on itunes please do that too have a great day and thanks so much rockstar nation i really appreciate you